Welcome to episode 64 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, the spoiler cast version. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on my Midnight Meat Train is my co-host, Jennifer the Dream Warrior Strand. Yes, each fortnight, Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror to move, horror, hotter, hotter, horror movie to watch, and then we go through it scene by scene the next fortnight and spoil the fuck out of it. Yeah. Anyhow, we spoil it. We, we go do. through it. We go deep. Yeah. Nice and deep black. It is. It's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wangs, and compound fractures. Together, we are two people with a love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. But we'd also just like to thank all the people that support us over on our socials and stuff like that. And and also the people that listen to us mm. over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and the YouTube. Thank you very much. And we'd like to shout out to people that, you know, interact with us. People like Kevin Patterson, Adam Gillespie, David Kudrev, Ian Chapman, people like that. Thank you very much mm-hmm. um, for that. You know, is commenting, moving along the old television train. Tooby doo, tooby doo, Um We have a so we, as I said, we watch a film each week, and we have a rating system. So you're just not left there, you know, with your dick in your hand. No with dicks in hand. Spider webs hanging off of it. Yeah, no dicks in hand here. We are fully dicks in pants. Thank you very much. So for those of you playing at home, our rating system goes a little something like this: uh, A is awesome, everybody should watch. B is our beer and chicken wing group movie. F is fun and dumb. C is a classic that's worth a watch. U is underrated. O an overrated motherfucker. G good for its time, but is not held up. J Jen special. D Dan special. W whatever. Pfft. Uh, we've got the Kesha low budget hot mess. C minus craft is stellar, but I hate the content. And the McConaughey, the fucking fuck. The McConaughey. The McConaughey. We watched it. You really don't have to. And so this week we watched. I didn't even know straight away what this film's called because it just seems to have two names. So the UK release, um, and I think the US. Re- there are two two names, the, the Truth About Demons or the Irrefutable Truth About Demons. So I think one was a UK release and one was like a worldwide release. Because when I originally saw this in 2000, it was just called The Truth About Demons. That's the one and I remember. And the word irrefutable in a title, right? bold move. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's fancy. Yeah, like why? Why? Yeah. Did, did, did they feel that like people didn't understand that it was the actual truth about yeah, demons? Yeah, like it's not just it's the truth. This is the irrefutable truth. Oh, man. <laughs> uh. So it's written and directed by Glenn Standring, who I had a quick search about him, and he's really not done too much since. Um, I think he did some kind of TV show that no one really cared about. Of course, it stars a very young Carl Urban, fresh off of his stint in Xena, as my girlfriend politely put it. Like, oh, really? Was he in Xena? He was in Xena, apparently. Carl Urban's always great. Like, he is. He's in Star Trek as that guy. Mm. He's in um, The Boys as, as that other guy. Yeah, yeah, he's always that guy. <laughs> he's that guy. And when he, yeah, he supports, when he, he's, he's, he's very chiseled, but he doesn't have a big face. So, you know, he, he has need a, a baby face and a weak chin. He has a weak chin. But, he, it's, it's but still, a beard suits him. Yeah. He's a the man boys, that needs a beard. He needs a beard. Yeah. Carl Urban. Yeah, he's in everything. And this is before he sounds like Carl Urban. Carl Urban. So this is Carl Urban, Judge Dredd. He's also yeah. Butcher and the Boys. This is Carl Urban in 2000 when he's teeny tiny. He's yeah. a little Carl this is, Urban. As I've called him, Dreamboat Urban. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. Going. 
Anyway, uh, also stars Katie Wolf, who she's not really gone on to do too much more. But um, I could not find any information uh, about this film, so I couldn't find any budget. It's because it's the truth, and that it's hidden. It's it's covered it's, up. Yeah, it's a, even it's, though you can just hire the film. That's yeah. So there was no information about this film. I've got no budget, no box office return. I've got no interesting facts to tell you. Might be straight um, to video. It was straight to DVD, and well. DVD VHS, and anytime I Googled anything, all I got was many shirtless pictures of Carl Urban. Which is not a bad thing. Yeah. I'm surprised you just didn't, you know, just stop working and just put them as your Windows desktop background. <gasps> oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but Carl. All right. Hell is real. Oh, what a ha- what a tagline. I know. It's great. It's the truth, too. It's irrefutably the truth. <laughs> it's irrefutably. In the place between what you know and what you fear... Demons rule. All hope is stripped away as demonic forces overcome you. Dr. Harry Ballard has just unearthed the essence of evil. He's a marked man, a living sacrifice thrown to the depths of the demon world. As his side, At his side is a beautiful young woman, an ex-cult member who's experienced their immeasurable power. Doesn't yeah? That's yeah, well, the that's, whole that, fucking movie. Yeah, that's a massive so not like that's little synopo. Usually it's just like if I was going to do it, it'd be like you know, Doctor Harry um, gets chased by a bunch of dickheads. <laughs> but I, this so this uh, uh, synopsis, as always, I don't write the synopsis. Don't know if you figured that one out. Uh, I pulled that from Letterboxd. So I always pull the synopo from Letterboxd. But the IMDb one is literally a like half a sentence. I can't even remember what it was, but it's like... Carl Urban's in this. <laughs> pretty much exactly what you said. Carl Urban chased by a bunch of dickheads. <laughs> okay, so the film. It opens. Opens to uh, some back rooms of like... At first, I thought it was a medical center because we've got like bodies in jars. There's a lot of oddities. So it's a lot of oddities in there. And uh, honestly, it looks like a cold opener for a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so, if I'm so sort of... There's things in jars. There's some skeletons. And then you realize, oh, we're in the kind of the back room of a museum, mm. you know, where... Or some sort of archives or something yeah. like that. It's, it's shot well. It looks yeah. great. And it's like, we've got some scary music. I'm not, we're not going to bother to it. It's just like some... Some weird heavy breathing as well. It's like... like so this movie's set in the 2000s, so just think about what kind of weird rave music was around in the 2000s. And it just, made uh, in the 2000s, set in the 2000s, oh stayed in the 2000s. Oh, it did. Um, we have the title come up, The Irrefutable Truth About Demons, and we've already gone into why. So it's weird because you, you hire the movie and it says the truth about demons on the front, but then it has the irrefutable truth about demons on the inside. You're like, huh? Yeah. Anyway, we've, we've gone. Yep. Yep. And now we get open to our new character, our, our, our main character, Dreamboat Carl Urban. Yeah. He's so doing some late night work. He is. The- he's sketching an artifact. And then we get this really nice little throwback comment to Night of the Living Dead where he's like, they're coming to get you, Harry. Because he can hear something happening in the background. And- he's looking around. There's a whole bunch of like, there's kind of like the evil dead POV monster yeah. is like lurking in the show. Sorry. Pretty much. Looking around the shelves and you're like, uh-oh, no oh, evil he's dead. A, he's in trouble. He's an evil dead monster. <laughs> but, of course, we get this POV shot, quickly walk around the other way, comes back around uh, to scare him. And, you know, the yeah, the POV shot attacks him as, you know, POV shot. And, yes. like, surprise, it's not a monster. It's a dude in a mask who is his wacky, what is it, like? Stoner. Stoner. Um, poor. So imagine just, just like, like the intern. 
Yeah, he's at the intern. He's poor man's Corey Feldman. He really Feldman. is, yes. So imagine Corey Feldman, but shitter. <laughs> but he's like the, yeah, the token stoner dude. He's like, yo, man, look at this. I'm like, how did you get a job working in a museum? Yeah, well, now he's just Carl Urban's dealer. It's fine. Um, they have this very brief little interaction. So apparently they have a, a prank wars going on between him and he's like, nah. Not scared, that's just my face. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention this is like massively set in New Zealand. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so it is hard New Zealand accents. And I love a New Zealand accent. I've always said that. Yes. It's almost like everything they say, they know how awesome their accent is. Yeah. And they really emphasize it. Yes. Um, yeah, so yeah, just, it, and it just took me straight back to brain dead. And, um, yeah. and oh, actually more bad taste. They weren't but, as thick and as prominent. Uh, they were, they were, so it was still pretty, you know, it's still pretty They New still use a lot of the colloquialisms like, oh, of, yeah. of, of like New Zealanders do and stuff like that. So I liked that kind yeah. of thing. So we got the full New Zealand accent, which is always makes it into a comedy movie straight away. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And anyhow, Carl, his name's Carl. His real name's Harry, but we're just going to call him Carl Yeah, Urban. I call him Carl Urban the whole way through. Carl, um, uh, poor man's Corey gives, him, gives Carl a package and he's like, here's a package for you, mate. And all of a sudden, the package is bleeding. It's just dripping blood. And I'm like, all right. It's like, oh, this must be another gag. Yeah, he, yeah. He opens it up. It's a VHS. And on, on it, it says, beware, a black lodge is after you. And then he like explains what a black lodge is. So it's like a cult within the community. Is that a real thing? Like, is he like, they've just used that? Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know too much about cults in that. You know, they whack it on. They whack the VHS and the old JVC VCR <laughs> and uh, put it on and it's just a TED Talk, <laughs> basically. It is. And it's a, it is a guy that uh, you said looked like a character from Steeple. Steeple, the comic, the book, comic book, done by uh, John Allison, who yeah. created Giant Days. Yes, I've not read that one, but now that you've been talking to me about it now this morning, Satanism I'm like, I kind of really want to. Yeah, I, you know it's, me, I like Satanism. It's funny as well. It's, it's John Allison. Um, but of course, it is It is a very good likeness to Anton LaVey, who is the author of the Satanic Bible and the founder of the Church of Satan. And if you don't know who he looks like, just imagine a bald man, a thin bald man that has a goatee. He almost looks like Fu Manchu without the Fu Manchu mustache. Without the chew. Yeah. <laughs> no chew. No chew. And now he's doing a TED Talk. He's a whole bunch of demon away. worshippers. It's, it's, yeah. it's like it's supposed to be he's like monologuing to his followers, but like it fully just looks like when it opens up, he's like kind of walking back and forward. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm here to talk to you about Satanism. <laughs> Satan. He's a cool dude. He, and, uh, he, he monologues. Today. Um, and that's it, really. He mentions, yeah. oh no, he mentions Carl. He does. He he mentions because uh, Carl is well known. He has his doctorate. He does whatever he does in the museum. But in his downtime, he researches cults and he debunks them. He's the frauds that they are. Um, so, of course, the Anton LaVey is basically just saying that we are going to show him uh, the power of the Dark Lord. So we're going to come get him. I call You call him Anton. I call him Mr. Satanist. You do. I, I kind of like Mr. Satan better. Let's. Okay, so I shall now be referring to him as Mr. Satan. Well, he's, he's, he's the main Satan man. He is. And yeah, on the tape, they, they all go like, you know, being the detectives they are, Carl and poor man's Corey, they're like, <laughs> oh, look, the, the date on it, it's a year old. Oh, Why are they sending it to you now? I don't know. And then you're like, oh, so they've been at it for a year, have they? Uh-huh. Anyhow, they fucking don't care. Carl goes it. home. He, he gets in the elevator. Elevator has gremlins. 
We hear all these it's little like it's like thumping and like yeah, like they're not they're clearly not people because no. like they're little sounds of like scurrying. You know, the elevator shakes. It's like the lights flicker. Carl just looks around going. Oh, that's ele- peculiar. Oh, ele- elevator shit. Of course, it opens and we get introduced to a crackhead, a crackhead girl in a weird, very 2000s uh, fluffy jacket, jumps out on top of him. Blue makeup. Uh, yeah, she's she's got her blue eyeshadow covering him. most of her face. Uh, it's all over her face. If, if you know, it's it, it. She just looks like the singer of... Of uh, four non-blondes. Yes. I wrote two non-blondes in two, Well, that's all right. Maybe maybe two left. Four non-blondes, if you remember her. Because yep. I cry. <laughs> oh, my God, you are crying. <laughs> and I cried in this film. Um, her name is Benny, and she is absolutely a delight. She, uh, but she asks him, she's she's erratic. She's all over the place. There's clearly... So she's, she's, like, a, she's a little bit unhinged. She's a bit Harley Quinn. She's a little bit Harley if, Quinn. The new yeah. modern-day Harley Quinn. The Margot Robbie Harley Quinn. Very much so. And she's just like, did you get the tape? Did you get the tape I sent you? Did you get that thing I sent you? Did you get that thing? <laughs> and he's like, did you fucking send me that tape? <laughs> and she's like, I'm just trying to protect you. And she's like, look, you know, she relays that there's something bad coming for him. She's here to protect him. She offers him, like, here is some protection for your dark sorcery, but you've got to keep it close to your, your penis. penis. <laughs> she says, your penis. <laughs> and she shoves a note down his pants. Which just says, like... It's like, I am hot or something. Yeah, well, I don't get that. And he's like, uh-huh. And then she runs off or some shit. She, yeah, she fucks off and he walks out of the building and he's like, oh, yeah, nice prank, Corey. Because he thinks it's uh, poor man's Corey trying to get him back for the prank that yeah, he's just pulled on him. Then he gets a call from his wooza. Oh, yeah. His wooza and he's like, he's like, you going to meet me at dinner? Eight o'clock? <laughs> Eight o'clock dinner. I've been stuck in court. She's not in court for a... She's not, you know, been smoking durries and hitting people with her car. She is a lawyer. She's we, a fancy lawyer. We also forgot to mention that before Carl finishes work, he like, you oh, know, he does. sucks on a doobie. He does. He takes it takes a minute to smoke half a joint and reminisce about a picture. Yeah. On his desk. So yeah, so yeah, so he's he's, he's smoking the devil's lettuce. He is. What he a is cocky. like a what a turkey. Oh, you know where that leads you to? Satanism. It does. Satanism and heroin. And he gets to his car. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be at dinner, love. I'll be at dinner. And she's like, uh, we cut to her. She's like a blonde lady. I just called her the girlfriend. Yes, the girlfriend. The Um, the lawyer girlfriend. He gets to his car, but unfortunately someone has super glued over the lock. I was like, I, I saw that bit and I was like, that's a genius idea to fuck someone over, right? Yeah, pretty much. So they just fill your, fill your, your bloody lock. With, with super glue, glue on yeah, your car. Covers you, the can, whole thing. you know, you can just push a super glue thing into the thing, and that's like, and I'm like, oh man, I'm surprised that's not a thing. I think that's why they've. I mean, obviously we've got electronic locks, but I think that's kind of now why they've got the button. Maybe it was an American thing that I never knew about, but I'd never seen that in Quite anything. Possibly, apart from, I don't know. I've never heard of it happening in anyone yet. So he's investigating that the small super glue bottle on on the the floor and the the super he's glue like, that the fuck, is in his lock. Who the fuck glued uh, me lock? Some bastard. He's like, hang on. Glue on the ground, glue in the lock. <laughs> I think. Now, I'm no doctor. Oh, wait, I am. I'm a doctor. But I'm a doctor. I've, I've got a PhD in glueology. These things are somehow related by Satanism. Anyway, suddenly the singer of Right Said Fred <laughs> rocks up behind him. Um, oh, a chained cute. up version, not chained. He's so he's got a whole bunch of piercings. He's got piercings. He's got a big old sigil on his chest. He's got a freaking. He's got his the the middle of his septum? nose. The thank you septum piercing, but it's so big that it looks like he's a 
fucking bull on a chain. Yeah. So he rocks up. He and- rocks up. Some other goons rock up and they hit Carl with a two by four. Knock him right out, eh? They do. <laughs> <laughs> he's out for the count. He's seeing stars. He's counting sheep. Yep. So the dude that blindsided him was he's he's dressed in pleather. Couldn't afford leather, mind you. He's also got some chains. He looks like he's about to go down to Old Switch down on Hindley Street. Uh, he's got bright red hair, but just looks really out of place. And they uh, they load him up into the back of the truck with pink. With pink? With pink. As in the I, lady? The yeah, lady, yeah. yep. Um, anyhow, Carl, <laughs> they take him to a warehouse, which is full of like mid-90s prodigy fans, yes, basically. Yes, this, this is very industrial. Like By day, it's, it's, it's for torture, and by night, it's a dance club. Yeah. So basically, it's like a big warehouse. It's dirty. It's dark. It's dimly lit. There's a whole bunch of like shit going on and other uh, you know dastardly things. Yep. So this is a big organization of of, of prodigy fans. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is what the the demon worshippers look like. So if, yep. if you can imagine, they're in pleather. They have piercings. Everything they wear is tight. Uh, they've got tattoos all over them. This is so 2000s. They wear furry boots. This is the 2000s that everyone wants to forget. Yeah, isn't it? It's it's like it's like. Yeah, they're like like fucking poor man's Matrix characters. Yes, very much so. Yes. You know, they take him there. They knock. They, you know, they ditch him into a room. They chain him up, and they um they steal one of his sleeves. <laughs> did you notice that? I did not notice like that. Like he's in, they drag him into a room, put him down, chain him up, leave, and then the next time we see Carl, he because he's got a long sleeve shirt on, one of his sleeves is missing, and I'm oh, like, I didn't why even did notice. they take that? I don't know. There's a lot of long sleeve shirts here, but they're very fitted. Uh, well, he wakes up on the floor, bleeding from his head. He's still chained to the ground. Uh, he gets up. He kind of tries to run away, but is immediately, like, joint back. Oh, they also inject him. Oh, yeah, they do. They, like, which is kind of scary. There's a lot of, like, fear in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah, these these fucking douchebags, they get a big comical syringe. Oh, it's big. And they inject something into his neck, and that's why he kind of passes out and wakes yeah. up kind of thing. And, anyway, yeah, he's, he's now he's, he's chained to the ground by a giant dog collar yeah. to a... Like a, a a bolt in the in the in the wooden floor in the the very flimsy wooden floor. Well, it is like basically a shearing shed. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so he wakes up, he gets up, he falls back down because he forgets that he's chained up, and then he basically just rips the chain out of the the floor. He escapes out through the floor. Yep, and then Tweedledee and Tweedledumass, who I've referred to as the two henchmen, um, he they open the door, see that he's escaped, and uh, we now see him crawling under the floorboards, trying to find a way out. And he just kind of. They kind of go ham on a chainsaw, but, like, as in you see but this over cha- there. Yeah, you see this chainsaw like chainsawing into the floor, but they never cut a hole for them to jump down in. No, like, so dickhead. Or, or number one, just follow him into the hole he went into. Very much so. Well, the one of the the Tweedle dumbass with the red hair, he clearly could not fit in that little teeny hole that Carl Urban fit in. But he stuck his head in. He saw where Carl was going, but then decided, look, I'm going to chainsaw over here. Yeah, Instead. so it's just a scene to create tension. Anyway, Carl gets away. He runs down the road. He runs into like a streetwalker, um, like a, a lady of the night. Mm. Um, asks for directions. There's a whole bunch of like, cause he's all bleeding. You yeah. know, a whole bunch of like, you know, really like problematic, stereotypical things that you know every streetwalker is just like, ooh, hello. Yeah. Even though you're bleeding everywhere and you've got a giant chain around your neck and you're clearly like fucked up, let's have a night. Yeah. And it's just like. <clears throat> It's like, you're fucked up. Would you like to get more fucked up? Anyhow, Carl suddenly realises he's late to dinner for his wife. <laughs> he does. 
Oh, fuck, it's eight o'clock. I haven't got to the dinner and I'm all chained so up and I've got, oh, got no shirt on he, as well. No, he's lost his shirt. He's lost his shirt. That's gone. So he, he rocks up to this restaurant. He is wet. He's bloodied. He's chained up. He's dirty. He's bruised. He's battered. And he just casually walks into the restaurant. And it's like a high-end restaurant. So you is. know one of the ones where there's like a... There's uh, a meter d at the front. And he's going, like, um, excuse me, sir. Sir, you, you can't... Sir, sir, sir. So you can, he's, so, he's being so polite he, about it. He just walks. He walks past and he sees his girlfriend. She's like, oh, my God. And then he faints. But she doesn't seem overly phased. She's basically just like, She's oh. more surprised that he's there. Yeah, it's like, you're on time. Um, anyhow, he goes to the hospital. Yep. Well, it, you know, it fades out. Scene ends. Mm-hmm. Who knows mm-hmm. what happens? He wakes up. He's in hospital. There's a bunch of cops there. The most fucking cool budget looking New Zealander cops in the world. Like they fully got you imagine what a New Zealand cop is. One's like a uh, like a mid mid aged lady. Yep. And in a pantsuit. And the other one is like a a kind of comb over thin man. Yeah. Like he's a gross dude. He, he doesn't have he a relationship. He looks like he hangs around at schools. Yeah, yeah. With and no kids. and and instead of like so they're like yeah you got you got like you know. Well, you know, they should be helping him. He's been yeah. kidnapped. He's been beaten up. He, uh, they, they, they say to him, well, we worked it out, you've been injected with heroin. Mm. But they just get all in his fucking face and they're like, but we also found some THC in your body yeah. that you smoked one puff of a, what, uh, of, a, of a joint. Therefore, you're the cunt. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what they do. But they start talking to him about his brother. So obviously his brother was the guy in the picture from when he was smoking his joint. Um, his brother had died six months ago. I think he committed suicide. And they're basically like, you know, this is just residual silliness from your brother dying. You're just being silly. Yeah. And they basically just fob him off. That is not help him at all. They basically blame him for getting kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't think he's been kidnapped. They just think he's, you know, gone out and had a bit of a drug bender and, you know, didn't recover properly. Yeah. Even though he's clearly been chained up and clearly got beaten up. Yeah, you wouldn't do that to yourself. Anyhow, they go, he goes home. Yep. They're, they're like, yeah, you can go home now. Benny's um, Carl outside. and the girlfriend, they go inside. But just before they go inside, we see four non-blondes outside with a sparkler. She got a sparkler. She's just playing. And then she kind of, she's like standing there waiting and then she sees him see her and then she's like, oh. Yeah, I know. You know those Sparkle. things like when you're trying to scope someone out and they look at you and you make out you're looking yeah. at something else. She just has a sparkler. Yeah. She's like, I am playing with my sparkler. And now Carl just kind of looks at her and goes, okay, same woman. Doesn't matter. Go inside. He goes inside and he is straight into research mode. And then his girlfriend is like, you're a fucking obsessed, mate. If you got to calm down or you'll make yourself sick, you're yeah. going to like fuck up. So she basically just gets, you know, just tells him that he's too obsessed. But up until this point in the film, we haven't really seen him be that obsessed. No. So he's, he's deep His in the research is the, now. Right, you know, research cults. Yeah, and like, that's right. So he starts talking to her about the sigil. He's been going through books trying to find this sigil, which was the, the symbol that was tattooed on the chest of the dickhead that kidnapped him. Mm. Um, he's like, this was in a notebook. Like, my brother wrote it. And he's like, maybe my brother was in the cult because they knew him. They were talking about him. Because his brother, he thinks his brother was killed by a cult. Yeah. Um, instead of committing suicide. And, uh, yeah, he goes, that was the same sigil. So he must have been in this cult. Anyway, he decides to have a ciggy in a bath. Mm-hmm. You know? He makes a joint in a bath. Which well, is, is it a joint? Yeah, he hasn't learned his lesson at all, has he? Hasn't. He? he hasn't. I thought it was a ciggy. No. Um, he puts a flannel on his face and lo and behold, we see some blood drips on his face. I liked this scene. Yeah, so did this I. This was good. I, I actually think that the next like half an hour of this film is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, he takes he takes the um, 
he goes, what, what's this fucking shit on my face? He takes the flannel, uh, the flannel off, yeah. the face washer, and lo and behold, there's a bunch of Satanists in there, and they have his girlfriend, and they've cut her throat, and yep. they're dripping her fucking blood, her neck blood into his face. Yes. And, and then they and just... And they throw her onto him. Oh, that's... this. I'm like, this was fucking good. This is... We also have to mention, this is my, my fever dream. Yes. Uh, my fever movie that I yep. watched when I was like, in 2000s, I caught a fever really bad, and I was shaky, delirious, and this is a film I watched, and it scared the absolute shit out of me. So he's already feeling a bit rough. And now they hold his face underwater. We mm-hmm. get a shot underwater. He's like, and he dies. He does. And then all but of a sudden, then he, doesn't. he wakes up out of the bath. It was all a dream. Yep. So he, or was it? Well, who fucking knows? Because he starts walking around his, his house wet and shirtless. Wet and shiny. With a candle. Yeah, I was like, the, the I, lights I, are out, so he gets a candle. See, I didn't notice the lights are out, and I just thought, does he just always walk around with a candle and glistening? Yeah, that's that's just Carl Urban in his natural habitat. Oh, yeah. Um, so he walks into his office. We see there's blood all over the floor. He looks. It's kind of like an Enya film clip. He's walking. It's a. It's him walking around with a candle glistening, and you're just ready for like do 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 do. You know that like Enya. Sha Timur. Call Urban with a candle. And it doesn't matter. Very much so, yes. And he walks into his uh, living room and lo and behold, his wife is barbed wide uh, up on the wall in a Jesus pose. Yeah, she's like strung from the balcony. She's crucified from the indoor, uh, the mezzanine. Yep. Um, Barbed wire wrapped around her. She's dead. Yep. And then a bit written on the wall in her blood is basically... Hi, I'm Carl Urban, and I did this. <laughs> Very much so. And he just kind of looks around, and immediately the sirens rock up. The cops start bashing on the door. They're like... No, the, the real note was like, she was a demon. Signed, doctor. Yeah, I killed this demon. Signed, Harry fucking... Who actually wrote his name he on did, it? He did, He's yeah. been framed. He is being framed. They're fucking fucking him up. I think we uh, also, they realise... Uh, uh, the uh, Fournon Blonde, she mentioned that they're going to, like, torment him. Yeah. So, and, like, until, like, he gets fucked over. So, the tormention. Tormention? The tormentions has begun. The tormentions. The um, formerly so- mentions meant torment, tormentations. That's right. <laughs> so, rather than, you know, standing and waiting for the cops and being like, I didn't do this, like, this isn't my handwriting, and this isn't, you know, he makes a break for it out the back and heads to a local roach motel. I just thought uh, um, he checks into the, lo- the fight club house. Very much <laughs> like, so. Like, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And he's still wet. He's still shirtless and shiny at this point as well. He's just got a... He's just and got it's a, not been raining. He's just got a pair of, like, um, buddy downpipe jeans on. Very much. Uh, and, you know, you look around this Roach Motel and if he didn't have hep C before, he certainly does now. He called, so he goes to bed, he calls poor man Corey and he comes to the hotel and he's like, Cor, Cor, come here, mate. I yep. need a jacket. <laughs> basically, he steals poor man Corey's jacket. Yep. And, um. We basically just sort of gives the, like, we get this. Oh, we get this Well, we get this weird, scene. like, fucking scene. Um, yeah, so someone starts banging above him, like, on yep. the floor before and, they, you know, they're going out at the floor, start. You know, he's like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is all I need, mate. And then all of a sudden, he starts getting too poundy. It sounds like someone's getting murdered. The wall fucking starts shaking. His head starts ringing. He yells and then pop, it's 
it's all fine. It's done. It's, it's another fine. one of the fucking Satanist illusions, mate. That's right. Because Corey rocks up and, of course, he gives him the lowdown. He's like, my wife's dead. She's been killed. It's the cult people that sent me the tape. And he's like, I like no one's going to believe me. Like, they think and that... Corey's I'm, like... He's like, it's a conspiracy. Oh, mate, we're in a conspiracy. Smoke a doom. Yeah, the cops are probably in on it. The cops are in on it, mate. So he's like... That's not even us exaggerating how he speaks. No, that's... Yeah. He's very... He's channeling Keanu Reeves. He's channeling uh, Jason Mewes. Yeah. There's a bit of that in there. Oh, yes. He does have long hair. Black hair, which I think is dyed. Because it's... You know that black that you're just like... That's too that's black. That's not natural. That's too black, poor man's Corey. Yeah, that's right. Anyhow, poor man's Corey, he goes to him, go out, get your car, come around the front, and I'll fucking jump in. I don't know why they just didn't leave together. No, I, yeah, I don't know. And I know why, because they needed this scene. They poor man Corey goes did. out, and guess what? Someone super glued his lock. Yeah, you know, he's he didn't put two and two together, though. Because and then he's, he's eaten stoned. by a hell beast. And it's an that, off-screen kill. It, that's... um. That was my uh, quote, you know, from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And then a hell bit. He, he, he reads that quote from his book, you know, it's like the sex scene. Yeah. And then the last sentence is, and then they're eaten by a hell beast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyhow, so he gets, but we do see some uh, hell beast CG arms come in and grab yeah. Corey and pull him out of shot because the beast didn't want us to see. They had to pull him out of shot. That's right. And he got this kind of blood look- splatter on the car. We do see it for a second. It kind of looks like someone with no skin. It looks yeah. like someone's returned from hell from Hellraiser. Yeah, very much But so. we'd like elongated arms to make it not human or some shit. It's a CG mess. Mm-hmm. It really is. And our Carl decides to come out. Yeah, he's, go, well, he's sick of waiting. He's like, it's been five minutes, damn it. It's been one minute. Where are you, Corey? So he goes out and instead he finds his dead body. And he finds a, yeah, he follows a blood trail around. He finds Corey... Poor man's Corey there with his chest ripped open. Yeah. We see some ribs, which is, he kind of taps him and you can see the ribs moving as yeah. if it's like one of those fucking just chest plates is, that they wore. you look that. at it closely and he's like, the way he's sitting and the chest piece is kind of like sitting up and out. Yeah, because his so ribs like, are further out than they should be. Didn't even try. Poor man's Corey. He's covered in roaches. They're like, it's poor man's Corey. Yeah, he's got roaches all over him as well already. He hears a bunch of chanting coming from behind and of course it is Mr. Satan. And Mr. Satan just gives him shit. He does. And he goes like, you're a dickhead, mate. <laughs> All your friends are dead. I'm Mr. Satan. I'm going to come and fuck you up. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to play with your dick for a while and then I'm going to kill you. Yeah. I'm going to take your soul. That is basically and like, word for word in the And script. then like, Carl's like, you know what, cunt? He's got a two by four. He's got a two by four From well. somewhere. There's like, always two by fours laying around. It is New Zealand. Plentiful. Yeah, they've got a lot of forestries. <laughs> Um, so he picks up a two by four and he's like, you know what, Count? I'm going to smash your head in, eh? And, uh, the de- and then he's like, or, and then Mr. Satan's like, or I could show you a demon. Yeah. And from out of the shadows, we see from behind Mr. Mr. Satan come, we see a CG mess of a, this demon kind of walking out of smoke. It's a real CG mess. And oh, this yeah. is like two years after Jurassic Park. You got no excuses, mate. Well, Jurassic Park was 93. This was 2000. Oh, it was 93. I thought, I, no, I thought it was 98. So this is. Um, um, eight so years. The Matrix came out in what ninety nine. Yes, so this is the year after the Matrix. So think of all the good stuff they did in the Matrix, and then there's this. And Carl just fucks off. He does. He's just like ah no. <laughs> Demon, and then he runs into four non blondes, um, and she talks some rubbish at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's just gibberish. She's like, <sighs> yeah. She's just like, I, like I'm, I'm here to help you. Let me help you. And then they run off together, and they end up having to wait for a bus. And this is like how she how she proves she's legit because she's like, 
the bus is coming. And then it comes around the corner. I went, what? She, so you predicted a bus was going to come to a bus stop? <laughs> But it was on time, so, you know, the buses yeah, she, are never on time. You know, you can just read the bus thing. Anyhow. Of course, Mr. Uh, Satan pops out from around the corner and Kyle sort of stares him down and she's like, you got to get on the bus. We've got to go. She notices Mr. Satan. She's like, sort it out later. Yeah, she's she, like, yeah, she does we'll so- get you, you fuckhole. Yeah, she's like, you, you yes. fuckhole, we'll get you. Like, So she's a great character. I love her. Um, She's okay. So but we go to her house and then her house is all decked. She's in like a full scum hole. Like, it's a yeah, full, it's, uh, you know, low socioeconomic drug den uh, roach pit, like, building. And she has a lot of candles burning and she's left them unattended. That's just not yeah, okay. Yeah, and her, her, whole, her, her whole room is decked out, you know, with, like, uh, uh, sigils, photos, candles, uh, you know, bits of, you know, uh, trees hanging in her. And then you realize she's an urban witch. Yeah. She is a modern day, modern day, we can comment urban witch i'm like oh yeah cool cool so she's the expert this Mm -hmm. is our expert in this film yes so she explains to him that she'd be like i knew they'd come for you tonight and he's like why and she's like because it's the longest night it's a solstice you dickhead she's yelling it's a solstice into his face (laughs) and our cow has a rash yep she's like you know the one of the first things that they'll do is they'll mark you. So she she basically just starts straddling him, takes off his jacket. Oh, she also takes her gear off, and she's wearing him. A, a, an early nineties clear raving um, corset. Yes, yes. So she's basically got nothing on. She's got some stuff hiding her titties. That's fine. Um, and then she it's just like bra pads. Yeah, and then it's glad like wrap the, around it. <laughs> Very, that's exactly what it is, yeah. So she starts checking his body for, for a rash and, and she's like, it. here it is. It's, it's a, starting. It's an upside down cross. Yep. And he's like, and then Carl zonks. He's yep. like, oh, fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> he really does. Like she's And she's there like touching him and she's like he, squeezing his nipples and shit. Yeah, yeah. He, she's getting all like fizzy, uh, fizzy with him, physical. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like Carl just like, yeah, I'm heaps sleepy now. Good night. Yeah, and I'm done. Um, and then he has a dream, of course. Yes, he wakes up and he uh, he sees someone in the corner carving something on the wood. Says, help. It's, and, and it's Carl's dead brother. Yep. And he's like, let me rest. He's like, I can't. They won't let me rest. I need you. You got to go. You got to help me. And Carl just wakes up. Freak the fuck out. Carl, yeah, Carl wakes up like, oh. And I'm like, this seems to be a theme in this thing. Carl just keeps waking up. Mm-hmm. And like from, it's like whenever they like, write themselves into a corner, they just have him wake up. And it, yeah. Did it happen? Who Maybe knows? he'll wake up and not be in this film and anymore. And then Carl gets up and he, he, she's asleep. Mm-hmm. She's got her, her, her boobies out. And she we... does have her boobies out. She's in a very nice white room filled with candles, which you should never leave on. It's like a room full of candles. It's a very nice room. She looks very comfortable in her bed while he's sleeping on a half mattress on and the he's floor. He's sleeping on a bed, oh yeah, on a, on a bed of nails. Um, um, so he starts going through all of no, her he, books. he picks up a random book and yep. opens to a random page and it just so happens to be... Stuff on this page about his particular problem. That's convenient. And it's exactly like, and he reads it out. It's like, ah, once a a Mr. Satanist finds someone he's chosen, he will mark him with an upside down cross. And then the person has until midnight. He needs to reclaim his soul before sunrise or die. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's lucky you opened to that one page of that one. And there's millions of books everywhere. Yeah. She's like a library. She is a library. Uh, <laughs> Carl goes for a piss. He's he does. Like, I need a wee. And he, like, you know, she's uh, set up a barrier, like a, 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 a what are they called? Like, 
little drawings on the ground with some candles so the evil can't get in. She mm-hmm. mentions that earlier. But Carl just goes on, kicks the candles out of the way and goes for a piss. Yeah. Goes for a slash, mate. He's like, I don't care. I got to pee. Got to pee. Um, so and then, of course, demon. Sh- shit goes down. We hear demons. She wakes up. She's like, oh, fuck, you kicked me candles over. Let's get out. So they bail. Um, yeah. They bail out the fire escape. They go down to the road. And lo and behold, we look back up and we see a demon co- like coming down the side of the building. And that was, this looks it okay. okay. It's, it's, just, it's kind of like an elongated black figure running down the side of the building. And because it's dark and we can't see much, it passes as okay. Yeah. Which is... What you should always do with bad CG. Just put smoke in front of it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Just hide it as best you can. Yeah. So they rock up to a titty bar. They go to a bar. Why uh, not? Carl's downing a bunch of shots. Carl smashes four shots in one scene and he's like, he's like I'm over this. Pretty much. And she, she starts explaining, like, you have to destroy the altar. Um, and she's and like... And the altar is... So the altar is, is where... Mr. Satan. Well, Mr. Satan would have an altar. So there oh, would be a, a... But I thought they started calling him the altar. He might be the altar. I thought he's the altar. Hmm. Doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. Um, and she's like, so what's your brother say? He's like, what? He's like, what's your brother say in your dream? He's like, oh, it doesn't matter. So they start talking about his dream. Um, and he's basically just closed himself off. He's like, I don't believe in any of this. This is all silly. It's all fallacy. Whatever. He's like, there's only one rational option. Steal a car. Yeah. So, so they steal a car they and they're like going to go. Or yeah. So that- and then they go, and then they, 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 their whole vibe is like, let's go find fucking Mr. Satan. So they go back, um, they drive to where Carl originally got kidnapped from. Mm-hmm. They're starting to have a little bit of fun together it's now. It's kind of a bit Scooby-Doo now. Yeah, they're, like, they're you know, starting they're, they're, to like warm up to each other. and Solve the mystery, yeah. cruise around. So Carl, uh, Carl's like, let's break into this place. And while Carl's trying to break in, a demon, uh, a goon, mm-hmm. we can only call them goons. Sweet or dumbass. An early 90s dressed up goon grabs fucking... Uh, Grabs the, the urban witch, mm-hmm. pulls her back. Which her name is Benny. Which her name nev- is Benny. Yeah. Yeah, Benny. Benny the witch. Yeah. Pulls her back and then like tries to grab Carl from behind and tries to inject him up with heroin again. But mm-hmm. he, um, he... He gets kicked in the dick. He gets kicked in the dick. He gets kicked in he the dick by Pink. A, oh, is that Pink? This it was character? Pink. Yeah, the girl. She kind of just sort so of imagine, stepped in. Imagine like an early 90s Pink yeah, attacking Carl Urban. Kicks him in the dick. <laughs> Um, but somehow Benny manages to get back and just beat the living shit out she of her. She finds a two by four. With a two by four. She actually fights. She gets a two by four and then she basically just beats this girl up over and over and over. She's crunches her to death. Yeah. She murders. Off screen. Murders pink. Off we screen. We don't see it. It's fine. But they start walking through the building. They um, break in. They go to the room where he was chained up. The floor has been fixed. Then they hear something's coming. Very, uh, wait, yeah. Why would, if they're that studious and fix the floor, why would they have chainsawed up in the first place? I don't know. But, they, well, they got a lot of two by fours. They could do whatever the fuck they want. And then when they hear noise and they a bunch of Satanists rock up with Mister Satan. Mm-hmm. They do some shit and then they leave. And this just gives them an opportunity to follow them to wherever they're going now. Mm-hmm. So, so they all so, yeah. So Carl and uh, Scarlet Witch get in the car, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they follow the Satanists to a, a greenhouse. I, I just called it a big botanical greenhouse. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very pretty. It's like the the conservatory we've got in Adelaide. Yes, it looks nice. I'd like to be there. That would be great. And they rock up, and lo and behold, so they they follow the Satanists. These Satanist guys can like, you know, they can sense everything. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't see him. Anyway, lo and behold, who's there? <gasps> Who? It, with the Satanist who yep. meets him, who? he's Carl's girlfriend. What? She's dead. Oh, she's supposed to be dead. <laughs> she? so she's not dead. She's in with him. Fucking hell. Of course she is. 
he's, couldn't trust her to begin with. So he's like, oh, fuck. He's yeah. really pissed. But I like the the little bit, like, they cut to the car and just, just Benny, the urban witch, she's in the car. She's like, she's a zombie, she's a zombie, she's a zombie, she's a zombie. She's just, like, really cool. But then Carl cracks the shit. He does. And he's like, this is bullshit. He goes like, ah, oh, this is all bullshit. Yeah. I, if I'm just I'm just fucked up. Like, she, I'm going to go fucking, yeah. she's with the sameness. It's all, like, so he considers it kind of being an actual conspiracy that's not happening that, like, for some reason she's fucking him over. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know why. No. Nope. So he um he he goes to Benny. We're over. This is bullshit. Yeah. He's and like, do you know the one thing that doesn't make sense is you. Yeah. So they follow the girlfriend home. She goes uh-huh. into a, a building, and um Carl goes up there and he decides he's he's gonna confront her. Yeah. He's so mean to Benny, and I was just like, she has been nothing but a delight. I like to the you. bit though where he just rocks up. I goes, hey, how are you going? As if, like, nothing's been happening. Yeah. And she's like, oh, what yeah. are you doing here? She's, like, having a wine upstairs and he walks in and he's just, like, opens the fridge, pulls out some water. He's like, sup? Just nods at her. And she's, she's like, just like, what? She goes, like, where have you been? And he goes, don't fucking play dumb with me. I saw you with a Satanism, Mr. Satan. <laughs> and she's like, and then he starts, like, being all mean to her and yelling. She runs into the bathroom. He chases her down, like, because he... And then, like, she, like, suddenly... She goes, like, you've been on a fucking drug binge the whole time. And she tips out a bag and it's full of, like, heroin needles and yep. shit. She goes, like, you know. And it's a pretty convincing scene that, like, it you're is. like, oh, it fully could be that she, he is just a fucking drug addicted dude. And he's been on, like, a, a like, fear and loathing in Las Vegas drug binge. Very much so. So she basically sits down with him. And she starts talking to him about, like, this is what has happened and this is what has happened. And he's, like, crying. They're like, having a moment. Because he's, like... And then you're, like, oh, this could be actually... This could what... be it. Like, she's, like, you know, demons are a metaphor for fear and guilt. And this she is what you're She actually makes chasing. him say it because he's a demonologist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much. Yeah. And so it just... He's just, like, oh, am I crazy? No, she's just gone down a drug, a wormhole, binge and that. And, yeah. Uh, He's like, oh, fuck, this is bullshit. I need to sleep again. Yep. So she uh, tucks him into bed and leaves the room. But as she walks out, she's like, where's Benny? And he kind of Benny clicks. The she He's goes like, like, I never mentioned Benny. Oh, I never mentioned her. So the he, and then all of a sudden, some Satan goons oh. grab Carl yep. and they pin him to the bed and um, with some satin sheets. Oh, yeah, a lot of satin. So at this point, there's like Mr. Satanist, who's the bald man with a beard. And there's another Satanist in this scene who's a bald man with a beard, which has some like piercings, which yeah. I thought was the same character for the whole film because they haven't been in a scene together. That's fair. That is completely um, and utterly fair. Yep. And uh, Mr. Satanist monologues about how dumb everyone is. And uh, and then like his girlfriend comes in and like, and Mr. Satanist kisses the girlfriend it's just gross. to rub it in. You know, but I do like how Carl's like, what's that spell? It's the shit that's dribbling from your mouth. Yeah. So Carl, like, he's not scared at this point. He's just, like, pissed off and giving some sass talk back to Mr. Satanist. Mm-hmm. And, um, I like a sassy Carl Urban. Um, they start Mr. chanting. Yeah, Mr. Satanist dumps a whole bunch of cockroaches into Carl's mouth. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like... They have eons of knowledge. They they will talk to you and fucking whatever. And then Carl's like, oh, this is bullshit. He sits there for a pretty long time like that, though. He, he, he does co- well. Yeah. They seemed real. Seemed and then real. Um, Carl can't move. He's paralyzed for some reason. I think the cockroaches put a spell on him. Yes. And then Mr. Satan fists Carl's chest. He really does. it. This looked cool as well. So it starts with like, because every Satanist man has, has ha- super long nails. He has a, hair, uh, okay, a coke nail. He's got coke nails, yeah. 
Uh, so he basically starts to dig them into his chest, and it's then not it, very it, real. so it starts as like a, a couple of fingers, then a fist, then C- his arm. Couple of fingers, more fingers, and a fist. That's how it goes. Then yeah, <laughs> you got to start out slow. Yeah, got to work. Um, got to work your cow's stomach. Get get it to relax. You so you can get your fist in. That's exactly right. Otherwise, anyway, pfft, he yep. pulls his, he pulls out a uh, cow's heart. What? And, and then cow's. Fine. He looks down. His chest is back to normal. Yep. It's very Temple of Doom. It is. Yes. Because fine. So yep. that is his soul is encapsulated in his heart. So this is the moment where now Carl has until morning. Is until morning? He has until sunrise. He has yes. until sunrise to get his heart back. Or he dies. Or he dies. Mm. And or and if he dies, then Mister Satan gets his soul and gets some. You know, gets all some... the power and knowledge that he apparently has. Yeah. Or again. Apparently. Um. So all, they all leave. They all piss off. But Benny is uh, somehow waiting downstairs, and she kind of. Yeah. She she because it's a building with a, a lock, so she can't get in. So when the yeah. Satanist leaves, she jumps in. Yeah. And then uh, which Benny takes Cal home. She takes him back to her house. Paints him up with a bunch of glyphs on yep. his chest. Symbols and... He's like, like doom save points. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I thought it was. I'm like, this is in doom, right? Yeah. And then they so fuck. This, you know, this is the origin of doom guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa. It's all tied into I the I would do- like Carl Urban to be doom slayer. Actually, he kind of looks like him Like when you see the doom slayer in his mask. Yeah. That could be Carl Urban. I'm okay I with mean, it. he's been judged dread. He, ha- he, did, he did a good job as that. Yeah, you never Fuck saw yeah. his. It's really weird they choose Carl Urban. We were just talking about how he's got a weak chin, but he does. Judge Dredd is all chin. He is nothing but chin. But he seemed to have a big chin. He did. He had maybe, maybe some chin Maybe he's a really good actor. He can uh, act his that's chin. That's right. His chin was acting its heart out. It's just like he's a, he's an actor. Acting. Do you remember that in Team America <laughs> when <laughs> acting was the most powerful weapon that someone could have? Well, it's like uh, the, what's his name, Captain Picard, and he's just like, you thought I was asleep. Acting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he goes back to Benny's house. She paints some glyphs on him. They have some sex. They sure, do. why not? He's got no heart, but he's got stamina. And then she tries to give him his heart, her heart. He's like, nah. I'm... And he has a dream. I forgot about this. Because he, he goes to bed again. He, he goes does. To sleep. He, there's a lot of sleeping in this one really fucking long night. Yeah, so um, Carl goes, yeah, instead of going to get his heart straight away because they've only got to sunrise, Carl has a snooze. He does. His brother tells him that he has a hidden power. Yeah. Um, his brother's in his dream. Yeah. They're in like a very New Zealander like staircase, you know, those outdoor staircases they yes. have that are concrete. Yeah. And he just goes like, oh, you've got a hidden power, Carl. And they want it. And they want it. That's why they're fucking with you. And this is where he is and points to a house. So now we know where Mr. Satan is uh-huh. here. So Carl wakes up. He does. <laughs> he wakes up and he's like, oh, nothing. We've got to drive to this house. and no, Yeah, because Benny's like, I'll give you my heart. And he's, nah, don't need to do that. We'll drive to this place. Yeah, I'll get my own fucking heart back. My me, me brother love. told me where it is. Let's go drive. Anyhow, they get there. Um, Scarlet Witch now has like a machete. Oh, she got a like, fucking huge. Like, where did you get that from? At first, I thought she had a machete and a gun. But then later on, it's, uh, it shows that the gun is just a torch. Yeah. <laughs> it's a- but it's a gun-shaped torch. I'm yeah. very weird. I like Anyhow, that. they split up because that's a great idea. I'd like to just... Just take a moment to appreciate the fact that she's rocked up in a silk negligee that does not cover her ass, and he's rocked up in a silk shirt. It's not a silk shirt. It's like a silver shirt. I don't know. I think it's like... Because it's, it's, it's like hard. It's like a raving silver really? shirt, I thought. It's Anyhow, he's in a silver... He's in a spaceman outfit. He is. He looks like a dickhead. Um, they so, split up. Um, yeah. Witchy, she finds Mr. Satan. 
Uh, he's in some big stone room that's full of blood in front of an altar. He's doing some praying with the heart. He's got the heart. He's like, Kalima! <laughs> What's that thing out of Temple of Doom? Oh, that? yeah. Kalima! Kalima! So he's basically doing some ritual with the heart or some shit. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Satanist turns around and uh, to reveal a powerful beer belly. Like, he, he wasn't fit. Didn't even notice that. So he's got he's covered in blood. So he's got his shirt off as well. He's got his beer belly. is too powerful to look at. And Benny crumbles to the ground. She does. She's like, such he's... a beer belly cannot be tamed. Cannot yep. cut beer belly with machete. <laughs> no match for the beer belly. So she crumbles. Yep. Um, and just falls. Because he, he just like says, oh, you fucking, you're a shit. You came back. Yeah, you fucked off. Now you're back. You're shit. And she's just like. So you were I, my I protege. He's pretty disappointed because she belonged to their cult and she bailed. And that's she it. She was yeah. having no more of that. So this is in the last five minutes of this film now we are. So, yeah. like, Benny's has fallen, the, the heart's there, beer belly, and now Carl rocks up. Well, oh, no, yeah, because... There's a goon comes in and grabs um, um, Benny fucking Scarlet Witch from yeah. behind. And, you know, he, he's holding he's... her so Mr. Satan can talk to her now, but she's all, like, passed out or some shit. Yeah. But then from behind... The goon comes Carl with a fucking Bowie knife and sticks mm-hmm. the Bowie knife in the top of the bald man's head, which oh, yeah. you could clearly see was just behind his head. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Why not? Yep. Knife to the skull. It looked bad. It's whatever. He's like, I've come for my heart. He, I've got, yeah. You got my heart? I need it. Yeah. I come out. And then he, Mr. Sam's like, what, this heart? Yeah. And pulls it out and squeezes it. And Carl's like, ah, me, ah, where <laughs> me heart, heart should be hurting. <laughs> Of and course, there's more chanting, some Latin, and then some some silk silk white robes. But then we and then I but then we realise, hey on, hasn't Carl got some sort of power? And Carl's like, you know what? I know, I don't know. This is where this shit jumps the shark. <laughs> I have no idea what happens here. Yep. So Carl all of a sudden grabs. He's not wearing a shirt. No, he's wearing the silver shirt, but the silver shirt is open. Yeah. Because there's a lot of like chest in this film and beer bellies and blood. He grabs the his, so he grabs his chest and pulls his chest open and it splits open so we can see the inside of him. And it's very Clive Barkery. Like yes. you know, like yeah. pulling your your chest your own chest. It's a pretty cool looking scene. I was like, oh cool. Like something's gonna happen that's gonna make sense. <laughs> Anyhow, Carl reveals that he has a heart now. Yeah. And then but Mr. Satan is there standing with his heart. So the shot goes to Mr. Satan holding the heart. Yes. Back to Carl. Yes. With a, a, a chest full of heart. Then back to Mr. Satan, all of a sudden, the heart's not in his hand. What? She alone? <laughs> Where did it go? Carl does a slide of heart hand. <laughs> um, and yeah, so Carl has now magically whisked his heart back into his chest. This must be his power that he is just more, Satan- more satanic Possibly? than Mr. Satan. Yeah, he's like, I'm more satanic than you are. Um, so... <laughs> Carl now has his heart back, and now yep. all of a sudden his chest is sealed back up. Yes. And he's fine. Yes. And now Benny is with him. Yes. All of a sudden. Yes. Um, and then... And then some. all of a sudden some chocolate demons rock up. They're oh, brown yeah. chocolate glistening CG messes of demons. They kind of come out the walls and the floors and shit. Mr. Satan's like, ha, you're fucked. <laughs> you gone down fucked up, Mr. Satan. Me, 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 me demons are here. They're going to rip your dick off, shove it in your mouth, and then I'm going to sit there and watch, watch and then wank on you. Pretty much exactly what happened. But uh uh-oh, the demons come up to Carl and they're like, you're all right. Yeah. You're all right. You got your soul back. You got a heart in you. You got some. Hang on, you got power? You got some cool power. I'm not going to fuck with you. 
I'm going to fuck with the beer belly Mr. Satan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because if you make a pact, it's a soul for, a, soul for power from from a demon, so you need to deliver that soul. If you do not deliver that soul, then the, oh, demon, that the demon will come and take your soul. I just thought that his power soul. was that he had a lot of, like, pull and a lot of influence in the demon world. So they look at him and go, no, you, we worship you. Well, I think he was trying to put, portray that he was a demon, but as a Satanist, because this this concept it was also in The Conjuring, the latest Conjuring film. So if you are um, trying to get a demon to do your bidding, you are promising a demon a sacrifice of a soul, which means that's where Carl comes in. But if this dickhead can't deliver Carl's soul, the demon's going to take his soul. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just thought it was that because they've talked about this power. Oh, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Anyhow, the demons all walk up to Mr. Satan. He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. He starts to panic and they rip him up. They rip his arm off. Limb from limb. Um, I, At one point I thought there was like Mr. Satan was like stop motion. Did you see there was a weird frame rate that was there happening was, there? There was something. There was a lot of weird. And now the CG mess demons. These things look like they're just overlaid onto the thing. They don't look like they exist in the world at all. They're pretty bad. They look like they're floating in the air. They're not. And they, they rip him up. And then um, that's it. We're like, yay, success. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, something like it should have had two weeks later or yeah. something like that. Carl is in like some sort of institution or jail or a cell. And we've got the two fucking turkey cops from before. And they're, mm-hmm. they're grilling him. They're interrogating him. And they, talk to, they, they show a picture of Mr. Satan. They put it down. He's like, you fucking murdered this, mate. And... Um, and apparently you're in cahoots with his daughter. Mm-hmm. So Scarlet Witch was Mr. Satan's daughter. Mm-hmm. And apparently she's like, um, you know, a couple of other times she's tried to get men to like get on her fucking thing. So one thing, these cops just don't believe him. Yeah, well, of course. So, so they, they're basically saying that, you know, she is estranged from her dad. He had cancer. So this is what he looked like before the cancer. This is why he looks like he looks now because it's cancer. Cancer. And, uh, but like... You clearly murdered these people, yeah. but we can't touch you as police because you now you're in a mental institution. Yep. Um, and then the, suddenly the girlfriend rocks up, <gasps> as girlfriend. in the lawyer, and she's representing Carl. So she mm-hmm. comes in, everyone has to leave, and then Carl's just kind of sitting there. He's just like, <laughs> he's gone crazy. He's he's pretty much just had about enough of all he can take. He's like, well, I'm fucked. Yeah, I've, uh, I'm a crazy man. I'm going to embrace the craziness. Yeah, sometimes. She comes in, and when everyone leaves, she's like, oh, you're fucking, you're, you're powerful. You're the real Satanist. I want to be on your team. And he's, he's like, you're a fucking cunt. Yeah. Get out. Pretty much. He's like, you disgust me. Um, And then um, girlfriend leaves. And as she's leaving, she looks around and goes, you know what? I killed your brother. And I'm like, boom, <gasps> boom, boom. Days what? of our lives twist. <laughs> <laughs> so the girlfriend killed the brother the whole time. That's fucked. And then Carl's like, ah, fuck. Yeah. He's not happy at all. But we cut to um, an actual mental facility. Yeah. And it's a nice little outdoorsy cabin kind of thing. And Carl's in like the, ro- you know, the mental institution garb. Yeah. The robes. It's all so- white. And there's all a bunch of other people out there. So they're kind of on the grounds. They're, they've got their daily walk around in the garden. Yeah. Um, and we see Witchy is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is also in the same garb. They're living their best life together. They are. They've both like so now. Carl is very much acts like Witchy. Yeah. So he's on her level now. So this is because they realise they know. Yeah. Because I don't think like if this film was to go off into whatever, they wouldn't work as a couple because he's normal. Yeah. So they um. So they like kind of like talk. They, there's some banter where they talk about another person about like one of the other inmates is you know in with aliens and they have a laugh. So it's showing that they're unhinged, both of them now. But then Carl's like, 
hey, look at this thing that I... So we're, we're supposed to, at that point, we're supposed to believe that he's just fucking crazy. Yeah. But um, and then, but Carl picks up a big fucking New Zealand bug. Yeah. What are they called? The the, uh, the wetters. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, the wetter workshop that's there. Like, yes. So the big wetter bug is dead on the... I don't know how they did this. How can they just froze it? It might be one of those bugs that, like, snoozes when it gets cold. Quite possibly, yeah. So this is a dead bug in his hand. He goes, look at this thing I've worked out I can do. And then all of a sudden, the bug comes back to life in one shot in his hand and, like, wakes up and, and fucks off. So you're like, oh, he does have power. Yep. And that's the end of that scene. That's it, yeah. Then we cut to the ultimate scene of confusion. So lawyer girlfriend... She's leaving the mental institution. She gets in her car. She looks in her rear vision mirror, and lo and behold, holy shit! There is a zombie version of her of Carl's brother in the back seat that jumps and attacks her. And I'm like, cut to credits. And I'm like, wait up! Why was he flesh and blood? What? Was it because Carl freed him that he gets to come back as a zombie demon? Maybe because like he should be a ghost in my in my you think so? Yeah. Final thoughts. <laughs> so I thought this movie was okay up mm-hmm. until the last five minutes. I was interested. I mm-hmm. was like, there were bits and pieces that were like, there wasn't enough violence, but there were bits and pieces that made me feel like it was a Scooby-Doo romp of like, you know, who yeah. done it? How the, is he really crazy? But <sighs> this this would have worked. Like I I really liked the concept of this film. I love the characters as well, but the execution was not. There. Great. Uh, all the CG was a mess. There, we had very, very minimal gore and barely any violence. Um, and but I mean, you know, I like, I like, I like a noir. I like a mystery. Um, I like a horror noir. Yeah, it's like they were trying to do, you know, that film, The Game. Yeah. Yeah, it was like that kind of. It had that feelings of that halfway mm. through it that like was everything just fucking with him, like, or was it really happening, or was someone just tricking him and I, I really enjoyed those aspects of the film yeah it's just I that mean, the cg demons came in right oh, i was like tap so out, bad tap you out. know i like a satanist you know i like a cult are you so you've yeah, got, i enjoyed the cult you've aspects got elements of it. there that i was really interested in but it just wasn't enough to like for me to be like this is a great film but this is one of those films where like i always remember the poster so i always remember the dvd cover because mm-hmm. i never watched it but it was always one that was like oh you always pick it up at the video shop going, oh, this looks really cool. Wait, I looked at this one last week. No, I'm not going to Yeah, it. wait up, Carl Urban. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it could. it's kind of one of those movies that you feel like they would modify out two scenes and mm-hmm. put it as a midday movie. Yes. Do you well, know what I mean? Did, like, like take... It felt like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. Oh, did Just it? Just a very long one. So, yeah, but I actually, um, I did not. Well, coincidentally, like I said to you, I had just had my second fi- Pfizer. Yeah. you say it? Your Pfizer. F- Pfizer, my second jab for COVID. And I actually had a fever coming on. So this is the second time I've watched this film in my life and both times I've had a fever. Uh, Isn't that weird? Something something going on there. So it may have made my experience enhanced my fear a bit more. But I did feel uneasy in some of the scenes. I yep. think the scenes, the scenes of like where every scene that involved his girlfriend... Was good, mm. as in I uh, the bit where she's chained up and the thing, and the bit where she gets her cutthroat, and the bit where she says he's a drug addict, and yeah. all that shit was really cool. Oh, there were some really good elements to this film, but and it was shot beautifully. Yeah. You can't go past it. The filming was great. The CG was fucking like yeah. I know. It was yeah. like, it's like like you know first term film school <laughs> like yeah. stuff like 
First day on the job. Here's how you use uh, Studio Pro or whatever it's called. Here's Maya with some uh, with some uh, pre-made demons. We're just going <laughs> to superimpose them over shit. Very much. Uh, yeah. I mean, what did you give it? I just get. Well, there wasn't. I just get a little W. Whatever. Yeah. Look, that's exactly what I gave it because I didn't really want to give it a Kesha. Don't know what the budget was. Well, I don't um, think it was a low. It might have been a low budget hot mess. I but feel it, also it had more budget than Bad Boy Bubby. Quite probably, um, but it also wasn't quite McConaughey, although it was skating a fine line. I don't reckon it was. It had too many good scenes in it that, yeah. to make it a McConaughey. Yeah. Like it, it. Is it worth watching? Like, if you hadn't watched this, would you recommend someone to watch it? No. What would you give them instead to watch, which is a better Satan film, which involves a satanic cult? Do you have any of them under your, up, up your sleeve? No, because the only thing that's coming to mind is the recent Conjuring film. Yeah, you mentioned that because... earlier. But, like, but I'm trying to think of a better Satanist uh, cult movie. Mm, it's it's Rosemary's Baby. Is that a cult movie? Yeah, Satanist cults, you know. I just think there's, there's, a real gap, the there's a real gap in the horror market for a, a good Satanistic cult film, mm. like a real good high-budget one that's like... Because that, that, if there's elements in this film of scariness, like the idea of a cult that has like a lot of pull and influence that can fuck you over mm. and needs to torment you to get your soul, and like, I feel, it had a very Jacob's Ladder feel, feeling to it at some point. So yeah. I'm like, there's a there's a good well, we'll there's post- a missed opportunity here that someone hasn't filled. Yes, we can pose it to our listeners. Let us know of what good satanic cult films there are that you would recommend instead of this film. Mm. Mm. So I thought uh, for next uh, time, next time, next next, next episode, next, next, next uh, spoiler cast, spoiler cast. Uh, we're gonna watch Terror Train. This so, sounds shit already. <laughs> so 1980 Canadian horror starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah, getting her in. It's a uh, spoiler alert. It's set on a train. Ooh. Yep. Terror Train. Now Terror I gotta ask him one question about it. Is it set in reality, or is it, or is it like a a, a mate monstery made up thing? No, it's a slasher. It's an eighties slasher. So it's reality. Yes. Is it supernatural? Yeah, mm. I mean the slasher. There's not. There's no. So there's no elements of supernatural in this whole film. Possibly not. No, you dickhead. What? You want some more supernatural stuff? Yeah, I don't. I don't like real things. I, I this hate is a slasher. Porn. Yeah, you're right. From the eighties. Yeah. Eighties slasher. Okay. I'll, yeah. This isn't Hostel. I'm not making you watch Hostel. Good. Or Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust. We're watching Terror I've Train. watched that before. That was boring. Cannibal Holocaust? Yeah. Oh, I made Bryn watch that. You did a PhD on it. I, no, I didn't do my PhD, but I did write a very lengthy mini thesis on it. Mini thesis. Mini thesis. Now I work retail. Anyway, you have been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTube. But no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or a review, and make sure you share with all your friends. You can interact with us on both Facebook and Instagram at Terrorvision Pod. It'll keep you up to date with upcoming episodes, trivia, and of course, memes that are definitely three years old by now. Uh, we also have an email, terrorvisionpod at gmail.com, if you want to contact us that way. And remember, until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares.